Hey guys, it's Prince Ripapat. Welcome to the next chapter. I hope everyone is safe and sound at home. I know this is a really difficult period for everyone right now. It's scary, it's sad, it's frustrating. This pandemic has impacted every single person on this planet and affected every corner of this world, including sports. It's definitely weird not having any games or matches to watch. It's unfortunate. And considering the scope of the show, if there was ever a time to talk about life beyond or after sport, it is definitely now. And while I do realize that what we are dealing with is much bigger than sport, much bigger, I couldn't help but think about all the athletes and coaches whose seasons and or careers came to an abrupt end. So... For the next several weeks, we here at The Athletic are turning my podcast into a video show, which you can check out on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. The premise of the show will essentially stay the same, but I'm going to be checking in with players, coaches, and various voices in the sports world just to see how everyone's managing this difficult period, including being quarantined at home. We'll talk about the shock a lot of people are experiencing the emotions that are bubbling to the surface. And we'll also discuss the ways in which athletes and coaches can turn this layoff into a positive and productive experience. And listen, we're also going to have a little fun too, because I think that's really important during a crisis like this. It's crucial that we connect and laugh and still find a way to enjoy life, even in the midst of some very trying times. These interviews will be a little bit shorter around the 25 to 35 minute range, primarily because it's a different medium talking about video, and we'll be pumping out a large volume of these, which puts a strain on resources, but I hope you nonetheless enjoy these conversations and are able to take away something from each of them. On today's show, we have, yes, a fellow Blue Devil. Sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> In his seven years with Mike Krzyzewski's staff, this former All-American has moved up the coaching ranks from special assistant to assistant coach to now associate head coach. But before that, as a player, this shooting guard out of Northbrook, Illinois, would make his mark as one of the most versatile players in Duke history, and the only player in school history to log at least 2,000 points, 500 rebounds, 400 assists, 253 pointers, and 200 steals. In addition to those impressive numbers, during his time in Durham, North Carolina from 2006 to 2010, this two-time captain would lead the Blue Devils to two ACC championships and one NCAA championship during his senior year. The athlete I'm talking about is John Shire. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. We'll get to all the nitty gritty stuff, but more importantly, how are you, your wife and, and your kids doing right now? No, I appreciate you asking. I think everybody's trying to figure figure things out. You know, we're uh, we're spending a lot of time in the house more than I usually do, more than I really probably ever have. Um, so, you know, one aspect you get great family time. On the other aspect, uh, you know, you feel for 
our players, what they've gone through. You know, feel my family's back in Chicago. Feel for everybody in the country right now. But um, how are you doing? Well, being here in New York City, thanks for asking. Uh, it's a little intense. I would say two weeks ago, I started to get. I was really concerned, and then I, and I went through kind of some roller coasters. But I would say this yesterday, which is uh, Monday, March sixteenth, that was the first day where I actually started to have butterflies and really start to. I don't want to say panic, but um, you know they they shut down the New York City public schools, which means that there's a million kids not going to school, which means that there, it also has a snowball effect because it affects a lot of the parents who are also in the medical system, and we need those people to be helping right. us out right now. Um, they shut down the restaurants and bars last night at 8 o'clock. Um, so there's just, like, a lot of stuff. And then you also have the panic buying at the grocery yep. stores. I don't know if you guys are saying that in North Carolina, but uh, here in New York, are. you are? Okay. We are. Yeah, we are. We uh, had to go to the store yesterday, and a lot of uh well toilet paper is the bit obviously that's the big thing you see in the news yeah what is up with the toilet <laughs> well, paper situation we were not we, i was not shopping for toilet paper but i know other people clearly had been before me uh water you know yeah. lots of stuff you know off off the off the shelves but you know what it was pretty good though overall we were able to get mostly everything how is just how is the team handling all of this so far well it, it's difficult i mean the fact that we're not even together right now uh, you know, our players went home uh, on Sunday uh, and uh, yesterday. I'm getting my days mixed up. It's hard to keep track of <laughs> what day at this point. Um, but, you know, it's first of all, when I, when I talk about our team, I also want to be clear. There's, you know, a lot of other teams in the country, a lot of other players, a lot of other people that are going through the same thing. Uh, but I know I, I obviously can just relate to what our guys are going through. And it was a unique situation, uh, you know. Our team, we talked about all year, thinking about the postseason is almost a rehearsal, different situations to get ready for the postseason. Mm -hmm. And so how ironic and, uh, you know, just how sad that it happened to be where the, the literally the day of our first game in the postseason, hopefully you're playing nine games, three in the ACC tournament and six in the NCAA tournament. At a minimum, you play two, right? But um, just the timing of it was really difficult. You know, I credit our guys, uh, our university. Uh, we ended up, you know, doing what was right, no question. But I think when you're in the moment, your uh, these decisions are, are very difficult to to figure out what's best, yeah. what to do. Um, but I'm glad we made the right decision. Uh, best for our guys, best for everybody. But it's it's no matter what, it's at. It's just sad. Um, but really, it, it was chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're hearing so many different things. In the meantime, you are trying to think about the game. You know, it's, it's you know, we're talking about, as a staff, always the morning of a game, we sit down at breakfast and we talk about the game plan, talk about concerns, you know, uh, different things we want to do. Uh, that day, we, we we hardly talked about the game. We It was probably the least prepared we've ever been for a game, right? Because there's so much more at stake. There's more it was it was bigger than basketball than was than what was happening um that day and so you know it was chaotic you know you're watching the tv you're checking twitter constantly and just seeing what news there is and you know i think if if you go back to the night before i think when rudy gobert when that happened you know look all of our players they look up to the nba guys and to see one of the nba players had it happened to had got the coronavirus 
uh, game got canceled, uh, and then the season got suspended. That was a big wake-up call to everybody. And then the next morning, uh, mid-morning, Donovan Mitchell it came out that he had coronavirus as well. And so I think those two things were made it real for everybody, in, at least in the basketball world. Um, and I think, you know, so that's what I was talking about when you're checking Twitter and, you know, checking the news, things just kept progressing and then one thing led to another. That's the unique thing about this is that time is moving so quickly. So much right. can happen in 12 hours. Um, and and, you... and not to shut you off, the, the other thing, the tournament was canceled later that, later that day. And so the day before, yeah. you know, for us, it was, all right, you're playing the tournament, but no fans. Then, you know, we're playing the ACC tournament. And then you go to, we're canceling the ACC tournament. And then a few hours later, you know, actually on the, we were on the bus together when uh, the news came out about canceling the tournament, which we expected. But, yeah. Oh, really? Okay, so you guys were kind of expecting it, especially with the NBA making their decision. Yeah, and I, I think it's appropriate to follow their lead. And, you know, I think the advantage the NBA has, they're, they're able to, um, they have – more time, first of all, just because of, uh, you know, college, you know, kids are going to the NBA and guys graduate and you leave school. And so it's hard to go into the summer. But I think, you know, I would like to think they're looking at postponing it. I, I think I, I was personally holding out hope that that would happen. But realistically, it's canceling was the right right decision. And uh, but in that moment, you're, you're hoping for the best best outcome, of course. Yeah. Uh, so right now, Majority of the schools, including Duke, have basically, they haven't suspended class, but they have pushed everything to online and distance learning. So have all the players, did they go back home and they're trying to operate through this distance learning program right now? Well, right now we have another week of spring break. That's this week. And so uh, we're trying to get organized. You know, uh, most of our players are at home. Uh, really just depends on each individual guy. Uh, and then, you know, just preparing so they're set up from afar, being able to finish up school, uh, get the help they need and, you know, take care of their business. And so I can't even explain in my, you know, seven years as a coach in the last week or, you know, and really in the last week, there's so many moving parts. Yeah. Uh, information constantly changes what we can do, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. And so we're just trying to listen to school officials at this point, take care of academics, make sure everyone's healthy, make sure everyone's as safe as possible. And, you know, in the meantime, you know, make sure our families are safe and yeah. <laughs> everybody on staff. And so it's just such a such a unique time trying to stay positive. But of course, making sure our players are, uh, you know, uh, under the right care and in a good spot. Yeah, and I know that those conversations are changing because there's more and more information coming about coming out about how to respond to this. But what does that care look like for players? And are are players um, do they have the opportunity to train right now? Uh, well, I don't even know if they do because in a lot of the places they're shutting down gyms. They're trying to eliminate a lot of that contact. Yeah, well, we've told our guys working out is in the priority right now, <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, truly, I mean, you know, uh, you know, just today, I mean, right before, you know, me and you were talking, you know, our governor came out and, you know, uh, all restaurants uh, is going to uh, just pick up uh, carry out and uh, delivery. And that's it. Um, and gyms are closing uh, and it depends 
where some of our guys are. Maybe they ha- have a gym where nobody, you know, really goes to. Maybe not. Haven't spoken to any of them about working out. <laughs> it's been about iso- self-isolating, taking care of yourself, and making sure you're in a good spot with academics and uh, and to handle that. Mm-hmm. What among the coaches, and of course Coach K leading, if there's anyone to that you would want to be behind and, and alongside with. It's somebody like him who has so much experience and has really served as a leader just in the general basketball world. But what have the conversations been like um, among the coaching staff in terms of really tending to the student-athletes' mental health, I should say, because I know for myself the moment sport was taken – out of my life in an in a abrupt fashion typically for me it was through injury there is um there's kind of a sense of panic and you have this anxiety because it's like we're not practicing we're so used to being busy all the time you eat sleep and breathe sport so what kinds of conversations are you guys having about um how to really help the student athletes through this right now well it's 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 evolving and you know i'm proud of I've always been proud, like I told you in the beginning, and you know, it's Duke fam right here. You know, me and you, and and I think you're you're proud when you go to Duke University, proud to be a Duke athlete, and for me personally, I'm proud to have played for Coach to now work with him, but never more proud in the last week because he's been all about, you know, the the players, our guys, and figuring out what's best. That literally has changed every day. <laughs> it has changed from the ACC tournament to you know whether, you know, uh, we were going to be allowed to play, whether we should play, uh, to, uh, the rest of literally every day after, uh, originally we talked, can we keep them here? What can we do for them mm-hmm. at Duke? And, you know, is the campus open? Is the campus closing? And just literally so many different, different situations. Um, and I think end of the day, uh, their being with their families is, you know, really the best case. Uh, we've told them we're here from afar uh, and really just to be in touch because, yeah. you know, we yeah. found just in that one day with ACC tournament, I think every day since, excuse me, every day since uh, so much changes on a daily basis. And so coach has been incredible. We followed his lead and, uh, you know, just trying to stay positive And, yeah. you know, like we have three seniors on our team, you know, Jack White, Justin Robinson, Javin DeLaurier, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll have a couple guys go pro as well that we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for for this to be their last moment, uh, I think all you can do is be there for them. You know, and uh, try to have some empathy, even though it's hard. Look, Coach K has done this for forty five years, and he's never had a situation like this. And so I always find, you know, this is my first time going through anything like this. But this is a when when coaches never experience something, you know, it's a really unique situation. And so this this is that clearly. Yeah. Uh, my heart really, you know, you mentioned a couple of the guys that will probably, you know, go to the NBA and take their talents there. And, um, not that I don't feel as bad for them, but they have so much more basketball left to be played, but my heart definitely goes out to the seniors, um, and all probably all collegiate and also high school seniors too, who, this is this was it for them, and this was their last opportunity to really shine. And I know your seniors, on one hand, they 
it's unfortunate, but on the other, they really had a great opportunity to shine because especially that home finale against UNC, all three yeah. of them got to start. And then you talk about Justin Robinson too, who right. the former walk on and coming out and just having an amazing game. So right. I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of twofold. No, it is. I, I think you hit a great point. You know, you have to look at some of the positives and the way the season ended in that fashion, uh, the seniors starting them having huge roles, especially, you know, we call him J-Rob, you know, the, the game that J-Rob had, you know, I, frankly, we felt like he was taken off. And, you know, uh, you look at uh, the game before he played NC State, he was he was great. And then the Carolina game has four threes, banks one of them in. Uh, and then, uh, you know, in the postseason, we felt like he is about to play his best basketball. We almost found a new player. And mm-hmm. so, uh, again, we, we definitely look back on the positives, no question about it. I apologize if, if my daughter runs in here. Like I said, we're in unique times hey, right now. You're a family-friendly show, and we welcome – I mean, I apologize if you, you hear my dog. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let me – okay, okay. Nobody's going to say hi right now. So I guess I guess I'm able to just okay. have, keep our conversation going. Okay, she so, didn't want to come say hi. I yeah, totally no, hear it. Not, not right now. She's, She's like, you guys shot. are not talking about anything interesting right now. <laughs> I've got way better things to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. But going back to going back to J. Rob, that was his his first and only career start. That yes, one game against was. UNC, and he's a yeah, he's a former walk on, his fifth year. Um, so I know he. There was a quote from him saying uh, it was the best feeling in the world, and that's a storybook ending to my life in Cameron. Yes, it it, it honestly should have been. I think if we would have kept playing, that would have been one of the biggest stories in March, you know, because he, um, you know, five years showed up every day. First one in, you know, sports his tail off. <laughs> Hold on one sec. You're good. <laughs> hey. No, no, no. Okay, we're not going to play this behind right now. Come here. Come here. In my office, in my office, there's a piano right right here. That and is so, so funny. Thought this would be a good time to play the piano, but uh, uh, you know, we'll we'll play the piano later, okay? <laughs> this is going I mean, in the show, by the way. Yeah, I'm just letting is, you know this is a part of it. <laughs> this, is, this is what quarantine life is all about. <laughs> like, <laughs> Look, it's there's nothing. It's the dad life is how it goes. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. She can't play the piano right now. I get uh, it. I hear you. But, um, I hear you. That's how I feel about not going to the gym, honestly. That's re- <laughs> like, I want to like no, have a temper tantrum. No. <laughs> you might hold it on one minute. Okay. Um, yeah, you're okay. You're totally cool. It's okay. Don't sweat it. Okay. Yeah. You can, you, she can play for okay, a second. Ahead, so you get it everybody. Play for everybody. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. Okay, come on. You guys are so lucky you have a house, though. You want to let her? Why don't you bring her up real quick? She'll... All right. I think we're all still processing this. Yeah. I think we're still digesting and... You know, I, I mean, my wife would tell you, I, I go through waves where, you know, it's just ups and downs. And, you know, 
I'm not quite sure how I even feel. And I, I know it has to be the same way for them. You know, you think about the seniors, you think about guys who are going pro. What's the process? You know, everything's on hold right now. Um, you know, you work so hard all summer, You're, really your entire life. Forget about afterwards playing the playing the tournament. It's a one time thing. You know, it's it's once in a lifetime. And, you know, again, forcing for for our guys who are seniors, we played in every year. But, you know, that's taken away from you. I think there's still a problem. Like we're still going through the, you know, the time where we're processing everything and figuring out how our how our guys feel, first and foremost. And even for us as coaches, uh, it's we're still going through it. The benefits of the time that we are in right now is that we have social media and we have phones and cell phones. Imagine right. if we didn't have uh, FaceTime, you know, we didn't have the opportunity to, to Skype. yeah, Skype, <laughs> which you now which have. I, you again, now, <laughs> you're welcome. Overseas, but now this is good to bring back. <laughs> this will help you with your recruiting process. I can tell you right now, at least for the next several months. Um, but has there been... Um, what are you guys doing right now to, to stay connected? Because I think, especially for team sports, where there are you guys are used to moving and operating um, as a, a unit with multiple people. And it's not just the team. It's the coaches and players and training staff and doctors and administrators and everything. And then once you're by yourself, it's extremely – it feels lonely. Yeah, no, it, it does. And really just – you know, bugging our guys. I'm sure our guys are at a certain point. We're like, yo, we're fine. Like, stop, stop texting me. <laughs> like, we're good. Let us live. <laughs> no, but honestly, just, just reaching out to them and staying in touch. And we'll continue to do that. Does this make you reflect on your experience as a former athlete? You know, I think that March Madness, it, it feels so weird to be sitting here during the month of March where you're so used to, you're used to being on the court, you're used to competing and playing. And for me, from the perspective of a media member, I'm used to just watching and covering it. And such a special time of year where you could have basketball anywhere from like 9 a.m. all the way until like 1 a.m. Yeah. And it's yeah. weird that it's so silent right now. But does this make you reflect on your um, your experience as a former athlete because – and, and thinking about some of the student athletes that didn't have the opportunity to showcase their skills and become that a part of that Cinderella run and up their um, up their status in terms of whether or not they were going to be an NBA prospect, um, you know, it's uh, I mean March Madness. It's the biggest stage for for college athletes. Right, right, and, and I think also just the joy that comes with it. You know, it's. Now, for some, it's joy. For others, it's heartbreak. I've been on both sides. You know, my freshman year, we got upset by VCU. The game-winning shot, you know, was hit on me with a second left, and that was my intro to March Madness. And then, you know, my senior year, we, we cut down cut down the nets, win the whole thing. And, you know, I was I was in one, one shining moment in a good way as opposed to a, a, a different kind of way. But, you know, I, I think it just – you know, what I, I think it – puts in perspective um, how lucky we are to do what we do yeah. and played in the tournament and to now coach at Duke and to coach our guys and not to take it for granted. I mean, you know, it's uh, the fact no sports are on right now, not even the NBA, not even, you know, the tournament, like you said. And uh, tonight there should be games. There should be games in Dayton tonight and tomorrow night and the, the, the tournament should kick off on, on Thursday. 
Um, but I think that's the biggest thing, just to have perspective how lucky we are, how lucky I was to have played, how lucky you were. You know, I know you didn't play in March Madness, but you know how lucky <laughs> you were to have played in, uh, in in college. With this long break, a break that coaches and athletes never get to have, ever really. Um, yeah. How could you use this time to be productive and productive in a way that might um, re-energize you and allow you time to rest and recover if you need it? No, it's a great question. First of all, can you hear me? Because I I hear some Olaf, you know, noises in the background from Frozen. I actually don't hear Olaf. Okay, I'm just checking. Is Olaf coming through? No, no. As long as I'm good. I love me some Olaf, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we've, we've really Disney plus, I'll tell you what, in a time yes. like this, it's important to, you know, appreciate Disney plus. I'll also say that as well. Um, yeah. that's been huge. Um, no, but I think, I, I just think for myself, first of all, when you think from a, a team standpoint, uh, you know, rewatching all of our games is something I can tell you, every one of us on the staff, uh, we will rewatch every game we played this year, mm. analyze what we liked, didn't like, things we can do better, individual uh, tendencies, improvements, all those things. I think that's, it gives you time to really do that and analyze it in a much deeper level than maybe you would uh, in a normal year. Uh, And then I think uh, as a coach, you know, you look for, uh, I can tell you I'll be watching a lot of other games and other people, whether it be NBA and college, you try to pick up new, new sets, new, new skill development, you know, DB, you know, I, you get all these, I got all these coaching tapes. I could, I could tell you, you'd be bored by all the people that I have, but just try to learn from other, other people as well. So I think it's a great time to do that, you know, improve on your craft, uh, study it and, and to get better. So that's something I'm hoping to do during this time. Yeah, no, it's a great question. Am I allowed to ask you a question? By yeah, the way? of course. Yeah. What, what schools when you got recruited, were you between? I was yeah. just, I, I so, do this. What, um, what did it come? So I was looking at, uh, William and Mary Vanderbilt, UCLA, Duke and Harvard, um, completely different schools. Yeah. Four out of the five were top 10 tennis programs. Duke um, had just made the final four. They were t- they were the highest ranked. They were three in the country. You made the right decision, by the way. <laughs> I do you. think I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I made the right decision. I knew at the moment. I knew at the moment I stepped foot on there. Um, and but really, like, it does make me think about the people. Seriously, if my season had ended, if I was a junior in high school and the season had ended right. in March. I might have, I don't know if I would have been on that map. And I, because that allowed, that season allowed me to then be named to the U.S. national team and then start traveling internationally and then the rankings. And then that allowed me to be on the map for some of these other top tier programs. You were looking at Illinois because you're from Illinois, right? And where else? Uh, Arizona and, uh, and Duke. And there are a few other schools in the Midwest. Uh, that, you know, really like Michigan State, Kansas, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, My dad worked at Madison at the time. Um, But it came down to those three, all different, kind of like your schools, because I knew there there were some – there, when you have different schools, it's a way to separate themselves, right? So West Coast, Midwest, uh, East Coast. uh, But end of the day, I I made the right decision too, by the way, (laughs) going – 
Yeah. So, um, but you know what, you bring up a great point and, uh, it's all about exposure, right. And being able to play in front of college coaches and getting a chance to make your mark, uh, can tell you for our senior recruits, their seasons are done. And, you know, um, typically for, for a bunch of our guys, they play in the McDonald's all American game or, uh, Jordan all American game there. They have these different events, the hoop summit where it's in front of the personnel, uh, that that's canceled. They won't be able to do that anymore. Um, so, you know, really the next step probably for them will be here at Duke. Uh, but as far as the guys we're looking at that are not committed, I think we need to be creative as coaching staff. It's something coach already talked about. Um, how do you, you can't just, you might broaden your base a little bit of guys you're looking at because this is a time, especially in the spring, uh, spring and then the summer, where you find some new prospects and guys that have kind of continued to get better and now they've arrived. And uh, that's happened to us every summer. You know, guys going into their senior year, we find somebody we, we didn't know about beforehand mm-hmm. and start recruiting them. And so it'll be interesting for us how we're able to navigate that, but we'll be creative. Coach is always on us to make sure we're looking at every, every option. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll be doing my job uh, with that for sure. If there are some high school athletes that are listening right now, what kinds of what kind of advice would you have to offer them in terms of just raising their platform and and making trying to put themselves out there in a way where their brand can reach and be connected with some of the college coaches out there? That's a good question. I, I think first and foremost, if I could go back in time, I, I think there's nothing wrong with reaching out to schools that you're really interested in. And, you know, I I would highly suggest that. And so people think, you know, you're at Duke and, you know, uh, you get a, you know, ton of mail, ton of people reaching out. Uh, We we take it seriously. And when there's someone who expresses interest in us, we we make sure we investigate and and check it out. And I think just like again, just like uh, marriage, just like dating when other when you know the other person likes you, (laughs) that's 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 a the person that doesn't like you right away. And so I think uh, uh, it's the same thing with college recruiting. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, and for anybody listening out, listening out there, I was recruited, as I mentioned, by Vanderbilt, UCLA, Harvard, the Princeton, Yales of the world, and some other, you know, like Alabama, Texas, whatever. Duke did actually, they did not recruit me. And it mm. was my mom who encouraged me to write a letter to my coach now, Coach Jamie Ashworth. And I ended up, he ended, you know, we ended up connecting and that's how I got to Duke. So that's actually a really good point. So if you are listening out there and you're a high school athlete, just because you aren't being recruited doesn't mean that you don't have that opportunity. That's just your way to be proactive and put yourself out there. And don't be afraid of hearing no, you know, just be bold. And I, I, you know, we like hearing that. We like getting that feedback. And, um, you know, that would be, you know, my advice and, and i play well, <laughs> that's the other thing too, you yeah. know, just, you know, playing well is, uh, playing great, I should say, uh, helps as well. Uh, any last minute advice to not, um, I know you're having continuing conversations with your players, but just the, the general student athletes and athletes out there right now who are, who feel like sitting ducks at home and sitting in isolation and are having a really tough time through this. Um, any words of advice from you to them? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I did tell some of our guys, uh, I was I was talking to a couple of them, and I said, you know, as a coach, 
now this is my seventh season, you know, four as a player at Duke. So 11 years in college basketball, uh, you know, you're used to after the season, you know, patting a guy in the back because we lost and it's, you know, disappointing game, but a heck of a year. Uh, here's what you have to look forward to. Same thing, you know, been lucky to be a part of two times when we've won the national championship where you're celebrating together that that usually doesn't happen, uh, but never a situation like this. And so I basically just have said, like, I don't know exactly what to say. Just know I'm thinking about you. And, you know, I, I, I just I hope all basketball players, all athletes that have had this happen to them where season's been canceled or ended. Um, they know a lot of people are thinking about them and uh, they're not alone. I think it's easy to feel alone when you're isolated. Season just ended. You don't know. And, and you don't know what's next. So. Uh, I guess it's not advice. That would be, uh, that's not the best advice, but it's at least, a reminder. Uh, it's a reminder. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think. That's a great reminder. I'm trying, my, um, my brain is really churning right now and I'm getting ideas every, every minute of the day. And my, my husband who's in the, in the advertising and media space as well, we are both kind of brainstorming because especially with my show and talking about the next chapter, I think it's a really good opportunity to to get involved in this space right now and I know there's a lot of athletes out there so I'm trying to think of a way to bring on some of these athletes so we can live on have their careers live on and I want to use my platform for a good cause and hopefully bring some of these athletes on here so we can share some of those good memories and I don't know I'm trying to think of something but if you have any ideas coach you just let me know well, now that you, uh, you know, ideas will just come to me fast. Now that I know, now that you said that to me, I'll be, I'll be brainstorming as well. Just you can look forward to it. You guys can look forward to hearing from me later. I'm going to just throw them at you. I love it. Well, coach, thank you so much for joining us. I know that you're dealing with a lot and you got the kiddos running around and, um, but I, I'm so glad to have you on and I'm glad that you guys are safe and, um, you know, enjoy playing piano with your, with your daughter now. <laughs> <laughs> if she lets me she, she, lets <laughs> she me might be a little mad now <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly thank you so much Prim. all the best all right, to you coach guys. talk to you all later right. bye all right coach it is time for some rapid fire quarantine questions just to kind of end things lightly and on a fun note are you ready i'm ready for you um what has been your comfort toy in all of this i don't really have a comfort toy i need one but i don't have one yeah comfort toy not favorite no, shoes sure. favorite socks t-shirt Comfort toy, um, you want me to get it? No, what's yours? Yeah. yeah I'll, hold on, it. I'll bring it. It's about um, a gallon and then Clorox and uh, so heavy it just, oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, where's your comfort spot in the house? And now there's a, here's where it, uh, you gotta do a little show and tell. I guess I'll move for this one. So we're actually in my office right now, but um, right but then I also operate probably not less for work, but you know, late at night. And uh, this is my spot. It's actually cleaner than it usually is with uh with our kids. But this is my spot right over here on the couch. I don't know if you can see it. That's so funny. So, yeah. So this is uh, you know, looking at the TV up there. So that's yep. that's my spot. I don't know. You can really Couch. tell. Yep. Oh, hey, while you're up, can you show us oh, what's yeah. in your fridge? What's in your fridge? This is kind of like a quarantine cribs, if you will. <laughs> I actually think we're doing all right in, in the. 
<laughs> so we have milk. <laughs> we have yogurt, spinach, fruit down here. Um, we do have a you guys are. We, so, yeah, nothing, you know, nothing too crazy. Uh, we have, you know, these, uh, my daughter, I don't know if you ever had these, but she loves these, uh, oh, yeah. little pouch, pouch yogurt things. I'm so. a big fan of those. Yeah. I feel like adults have somehow started using those pouches as a way to get their vegetables. <laughs> I see people like walking down here in New York city, down the streets, and they're just like eating out of those pouches. I'm like. You're 40 years old. Should you really be eating from a pouch? <laughs> good idea. Last question: Who should we interview next? And you can tag. Feel free to tag somebody you know or don't know, or someone who's well, inspirational. Whoever. Well, he's not inspirational, but I, I do wonder about the shower question. I think Gerald Henderson would be a great person to ask <laughs> what he's doing throughout this time. And so. <laughs> I, I was like, who are you about to say that you basically just said he's not inspirational? And then once you said Gerald, I was like, that makes so much sense. He's the least inspirational pe person I could think of, but I think he would be good to talk to about what he's doing, you know, what throughout this What do you think he is doing? What do you Nothing. Think not, not much. Really not much. I, I know he's not working out. He's definitely not running. Um, I know he's being a father with his kids, but besides that, I don't know what else he's really doing right now. You should check in on him. I know exactly. I'm going to predict when I call him, he's going to be in golf clothes. He's going to be wearing his golf pants, the belt, golf shoes, golf shirt. And, um, yeah, he would have have probably played like five holes of golf. That sounds about right. But I worry about his, I just worry about him being a, <laughs> say it, say it. Don't stop. <laughs> you know, I just worry about him being able to, you know, last long enough to get in 18 holes. His endurance and shape, you know, he's been retired now for a long time. And I just worry about him being able to last to play that long of a golf game. I mean, so you should please ask him about that. If you end up you talking to him, you know, I understand if you don't want to. But if you do tag your it, Gerald Henderson, Jr., I'm coming after you. Very cool. Perfect. Let me know if he showered recently. Um. Yeah, I'll ask him that. Actually, I'm gonna ask, put that ask in. Him I'll ask him. Um. I'll ask him. We'll find out. Right. Good thing thank we don't you. have smell-o-vision. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Coach. Stay safe, and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Prem. Appreciate it. <laughs> See you guys.